I like a day now, it's me, Alan Smith, where we publish the result of today's prison journal on Wednesday, August the 10th. So, front page of paper today is a uh, bill payers feel the £5,000 burn. So, this is a uh, energy cost in Northeast to rocket by 80% to £5,098. So, uh, households across the Northeast are facing the threat of a crippling hike in their, to their energy bills this autumn that could see costs soar to over £5,000. Experts at consultancy Cornwall Insight predict the average UK bill will rise to about uh, £3,500 in October uh, for £1,900 a day, a four rising even further in the new year due to the new price cap increase. However, analysis shows households in Aberdeenshire could see electric and gas costs rocket for an average of £2,800 to £5,098 in a metre of weeks. In Aberdeen City, bills could also rise by £1,700 to three, well, just about £4,000. Last night, Scottish Lib Dem leader Alex Cole Hamilton urged the government to urgently tackle the national emergency, adding countless families and pensioners across Scotland are already struggling. Well, it's just um, getting a bit out of hand now. Are this um, things you kind of put on a wireless or pick up a paper and but it's like it's increased for the day before, even for it was going to be. So, um, Lord knows far, far at last stop, but uh, you know, uh, in the height of summer, it's maybe not too bad, but. Uh, you know, come September, October, November time, and all through winter, it's going to be a different story because folk will need heat, and you don't, you know, you don't want folk, uh, you know, freezing in the rain. Who's going just be um, an awful prospect? So, I hope they'll come up with something that needs to be under windfall tax and energy companies. And I mean, they can't expect to make all that billions and a quarter and they pay something extra. I think it's him. Um, I don't know if the answer is, but but I hate to do something because folk will just um, uh, you know folk will stop paying it shortly because it's um, well they can't afford to pay it and uh, I see there is a bit of a movement getting up to to say if they stop paying that'll hurt the companies but I think it's going to hurt the wrong companies because it's it's near the energy producers it's necessarily the folk that's selling energy on to the the individuals so. Um, I think the government needs to step in and do something to help folk, but very very difficult. Now here is a French funny man who sold one ticket, ends up getting the final laugh. So after selling just one ticket for a gig at the Edinburgh Fringe, most comedians might have invited the audience for a pint instead. But near Robin Granger, for Port Soy, for instead struggled through his entire show, which he tailored to Mike from Leicester. And now thanks to a post on social media from Mike, who made up his entire audience, Robin has become an overnight success. The mic in question at Friday night's gig was Mike Cass, a content director for Virgin Radio. He tweeted, I saw Robin Granger on Friday night, the only person in the audience. He made me laugh so hard, I loved it. I go and see Des Clark today, and one of his guests was Robin, telling the story of his only audience member. I feel I should start the Robin Granger Appreciation Society. Following that tweet, Robin started to sell many more tickets. Uh, on Twitter, he said, my phone blew up yesterday. I was overwhelmed with messages of support from loved ones, audience members, and people from the comedy community. Um, so, thank you all so much. He says, yesterday's show was a few people shy of a sellout. So, uh, well, <laughs> fantastic story. And, um, the y- y- you know, it's good. It was like somebody, 
a bit influential, I suppose, that, that did come to see him and enjoyed the show and um, it's helped him to sell a couple more tickets. But, uh, yeah, fantastic story and well done to him. And, uh, you know, I'm sure uh, the, the Mike in question uh, did enjoy the show. He said he he laughed really hard and he got on the back at the end of the show to tell him, uh, you know, well done, give him a big hug and say that was brilliant. So, um, fantastic story, good on him. Now, and back on the... Um, energy crisis again. Here's a heartbreak for shop owner forced to close doors as bill spiral. So, says Aberdeen based fudge business will shut up shop on Friday due to rising costs. Nom Nom Fudge on Victoria Road in Torre has sold homemade chocolate fudge, ice cream, and retro sweets to customers since August 2018. But on the fourth anniversary of the shop opening, owner Douglas Hull has made the heartbreaking announcement he is closing at Dune. He hopes to still sell his goods at events and online but said with costs only up, it is no longer viable to keep a shop. He said uh, costs have been uh, good all the way through and now it's all hit at once. Uh, we've been monitoring it, but uh, everything is just increasing. We've just finished our electric price cap and it has gone up by 200% and we've been told it will go up another 30-40% in October and January. Uh, it is what it is. It was heartbreaking to come to the decision, but it's the right thing to do at the moment. Um, the family business is run by Mr Hall full-time, while his daughter, wife and mum help out on part-time basis. They are hoping to carry on selling the homemade fudge at events and markets through uh, and through an online shop. Um, so Nom Nom Fudge is the second business in Torrey to announce its closure due to rising costs. The Royal Crown Chinese takeaway is planning on closing after its gas bill rose for a £1,000 to more than £10,000 a quarter. So, I mean, you know, it's bad enough that individuals and, you know, folk um, on low incomes are going to be absolutely... Um, Terribly, terribly affected by by uh, this uh, rising energy cost. But um, you know, for it's like lots and lots of businesses are closing down, then it's definitely time for um, some intervention for the government. I think. Um, and like I say, I had an idea answer to it, but that's why they've got the big bucks and they've got the big brains in here. So hopefully, they'll come up with something. Now here is a story about allotments. Now that says this man says it's a way of life, but do your homework. Uh, so an allotment is now one of Britain's top three life goals, but acquiring and keeping one is not easy. After waiting for months or even years, you get the call you didn't think you'd receive or you've forgotten about. You're now eligible for a plot. To celebrate this year's National Allotments Week, we spoke to the North East Allotment Holder to find out what happens next. Um, Martin Toward has rented an allotment for Aberdeen City Council since 2015. His 130 square metre plot is in Slopefield Allotments off of Craigton Road the biggest allotment site in the city. Uh, he says, I didn't start off with that size, but back in the council would start off with a microplot, which is about 30 square metres. Um, that is basically to test you and see if you can handle it. Uh, now, in his seventh growing season on the big plot, Martin can appreciate this approach. He says, a lot of folk have roast-tinted spectacles. He said, they think, oh, I'll just pop in a few seeds in the ground and I'll have some nice tatties and carrots. Uh, for now, then I spend a penny and try to keep dreams to a minimum. You're far away from the glory days of harvest. Um, to start with, it really is sink or swim. He said, if you're lucky enough, your plot might be in good order, but often plots have been vacant for long periods and become overgrown. Um, I was quite lucky, mine was okay, and even had a shed, but the layout wasn't the way I wintered it. Um, each plot has potential, and then Martin sees it as the owner's job to restore it. Uh, he advises against attacking your new plot with a swimmer and taking a mere gradual approach. So he says, um, you know, as the years have gone on, he says, it's, he's changed how he looks at it. He says, I didn't even consider 
things like wildlife or biodiversity, but now I dev. And he says, hey, grow what you want to eat, maybe we'll top tip and uh, plant to the conditions. <coughs> so he says, um, some things, well, I was the okay in Scotland, like tatties and kale and carrots and stuff like that. He says, but um, squash and pumpkins need maybe a bit more heat up. Oh, there'll be a, laughing just now, I would think, because it's absolutely roasting. Um, so, yeah, he just says it's like it's a, you know, a good uh, community field. Look, you can you get the can out of their allotment folk and uh, have a good uh, laugh and a good um, catch up. And he says, most share tips and, you know, successes and failures and what have you. So, um, and he looks like a, a, a real crap of tatties he's digging up just now. So very, very fine. And, um, you know, he says it's a bit of a cliche, but definitely the stuff you grow yourself tastes far better than what you buy at a supermarket. And, um, I would certainly vouch for that. So, uh, good on him, and there's nothing beats uh, some new tatties and butter. It's absolutely tip-top. Now, here at uh, the exam results in for the Scottish kids now, and here's a loon, uh, Kai um, Crawford, and he is swapping Albion School for Alabama as he heads off to the United States. So, anybody in teenager is heading off to university in the United States after landing three A grades in his advanced hires. Uh, Kai Crawford achieved top marks in maths, mechanics and physics, which he added to his maths, physics, chemistry, human biology and PE hires for last year. Uh, the Albion School pupil is now to swap life in the Granite City for the University of Alabama. Uh, Kai will go on to study aerospace engineering in the southern state. Uh, he's looking forward to leaving Albion School and having started in primary one. Uh, Kai said he will miss his school if they're saying goodbye for good. He said, I've had a great experience at Albion School and will definitely miss it. I was given so many opportunities at the school, both academic and co-curricular. I made a strong group of friends, some of whom I have known since primary one, and will definitely abide in touch with them. Um, I'm really pleased with my results. I feel like I can relax now and look forward to a new environment and meeting lots of new people at the University of Alabama. I'm ready for a new challenge. So he has secured an academic scholarship to study at the U.S. institution. The keen athlete will also be part of the Alabama track and field team, having won gold medals in the 800 metres at the UK school games and Scottish under-17 championships. Mighty me, what a loon! So, well, what an absolutely fantastic story and uh, what a brilliant opportunity for him. So, um, you know, wish him all the best in Alabama and um, as two or three days of heat here, I'll uh, prepare them maybe in some small way for what he's about to, to endure in Alabama heat-wise. But, uh, you know, great for him and... Um, Good advert for Albina in school, and um, yeah, like I say, best of luck to him in Alabama. And uh, he'll have uh, the national anthem of Alabama, one of my favourite songs, so I'm sure he'll be hearing that plenty. Now, just finish up with Sporters Domo, and the back page of the PJ Day is um, Dawn's recruitment shows aspirations. So, Steve Tosh believes, Eber, uh, believes Jim Goodwin's quality of recruitment this summer marks it vital Aberdeen challenge for third place in the Premiership. Uh, Goodwin has undertaken a vast rebuild of the Petordi squad with 11 new faces added so far. Um, former Dons midfielder Tosh has been pleasantly surprised by the scale of the summer overhaul, which he feels has underlined the need to return to contention at the top end of the league table. Well, I think every Dons fan would agree with that. It's something he would say I needed. And, um, you know, he's come in and he's got red he went to Redo and he's got in. The Mastains he's went in, so... Um, 99% confident this is going to be a much, much better season. So come on, Aberdeen. Now, it's me done for the now. Just a wee puckle story out of today's press and journal on uh, Wednesday, 10th of August, 2022. And uh, it's been an exceptionally hot day up in Aberdeen today. Just um, absolutely roasting, fine and sunny. And, um, 
you know, we've had to brack out the the swimming pool for a wee grandson today and um for him to splash about in and um also for me to rest my feet in now and again and um we even had to put up a gazebo because it was just ass head it was um you know you couldn't comfortably sit outside and say well I couldn't anyway certainly he couldn't a little uh, little toot. Um so that's been uh, forecast for me the same arrest last week I think so we're uh, looking forward to that and um and thank you very much for listening to this podcast. New, no, hope you enjoyed it. And uh, if you did, the, as I keep on saying, um, if you could tell a two or three folk um, about it and uh, try and get somewhere folk to, you know, listen in a, in a regular or semi-regular basis, if they can subscribe to it, podcast, that would be great. And, um, you know, try and get a couple more folk on board uh, with the Doric Express. So uh, it's um, on Monday to Friday, no, um, leave it out Saturdays, as I've said, I've got to... Uh, uh, too much going on with my snockery jocks, oat cakes and salt bread things, which is, um, it, uh, you know, folk emailing Willie and Ellie, who just need us to get into different markets all the time, so we're um, up to our eyes with um, mucking oat cakes and salt bread, which is not really for you. I wouldn't be doing hey, the ovens blasting out um, when it's, uh, you know, about 30-odd degrees outside. But anyway, you know, uh, we'll uh, get the name out there, snockery jocks, and if uh, you can, nobody it's left her delicious oat cakes and some uh, very fine shortbread and uh, some fine toffee and uh, iced coconut new and ah so um, you know a couple different things at the style um anyway as i say thanks very much for listening and um cheers now toodaloo